0: Armageddon come. You know we soon done. Gun by my side just in case I gotta run. A boy on the side of Babylon trying to front like he's down with Mount Zion. Ooh, la la la. It's the way that we rock when we're doing our thing. Ooh, la la la. It's the natural law that the refugees (laughs) Ooh, la la, <gasps> la 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 la, la. <laughs> sweet thing. I sound exactly like Lauren Hill does when she uh, has nightmares. That's when Lauren Hill. When
1: she's doing her best banana splits impression.
0: La 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 That's that's exactly what it's like actually and now all right i need to file that topic away. welcome back to continue podcast everybody (laughs) this episode 121 my name is anthony john and this is a show that's about video games and you just heard susan art almost completely derail my entire brain with the banana splits and wanting to know if that horror movie about the banana splits was any good I just remembered that that happened. Was that any good? Did you oh, ever yeah, see that? that existed. I don't know. I used to watch the banana splits when I... It was I, fucking weird.
1: It, it, here's the problem. What? I, it, I never thought it was weird. I just thought it was awesome.
2: <laughs> so... What is... That, yeah. prob, that, that explains not, a
1: lot about my, my uh, psychological development.
2: What, I is, what is the banana splits? Not,
1: the banana it, splits... Okay, it was yeah. a bunch of essentially... Uh... uh, uh Guys in mascot costumes. Yes. Um, Getting into like- zany hygiene. Hiji- okay, picture like the monkeys. Yes. If they were all wearing mascot costumes and the script was closer to Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah. Than... Anything intelligent.
0: Maybe oh the my god! Cookies and Chuck E. Cheese—the same thing. The Blu-ray yeah. of
2: this movie, the Banana Splits movie, Tra-la-la Terror, <laughs> looks amazing. Like it's—it's yeah. it's like this orange dude who looks—he looks like, um, like I want. I, I, this is probably first, but like an off-brand version of like the Showbiz Pizza Guys. <laughs>
0: yes, but yeah, like Banana Splits preceded it,
2: holding. A giant axe, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and then like an elephant with with shades, like yeah, off in the Yeah, d- I, th- I only
1: remember two of them. Floppy the dog
2: one
1: that looked kind of like a dog that had big floppy ears. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the elephant.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that, and the
1: awful monkey. I hated the monkey. That
0: that that man who's discovering the 1970s all at once <laughs> is none other than Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts so okay Dave, okay Dave, okay dave's now praying for a criterion release i'm, I'm of, looking
2: okay the costume hosts of the show are fleagle yeah B- <laughs> bingo <laughs> yeah drooper mm-hmm. and snorky
1: yeah snorky being <laughs> the elephant
2: obviously uh oh it's a okay it's a sid and marty croft joint that makes sense yeah that i should have so, okay that, so honestly. so is this like sincere or is this supposed to be like a bit the old
0: show the old show was I, like Captain Kangaroo-esque. It, yeah. was, it was just kids entertainment. Like H.R. Like,
2: Puffin stuff kind of stuff, right? Yeah, okay. very much yeah. like
0: H.R. Yeah. Puffin stuff.
1: Except I don't think there were any humans on the banana splits. It was just the costume guys. It was, yeah, it was just okay. them getting yeah. into
0: hijinks. And yeah. then there would be like cartoons and shit between yeah. the hijinks. Uh, and then they uh, and then uh, they uh, were jungle. like
2: for, for a for a for a post post ironic post modern audience, we have to go the wonder shows and route and then made a yeah. horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, like I the, for the, the Adult horror... Swim audience.
0: Yeah, it was just like a cheap license, and they were like, "Let's get." I don't think anybody has discussed. This is the first prominent pop cultural discussion of the banana splits in about 20 years. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All right. So for anybody listening, we. There there is a backer section before the show and a backer section after the show if you uh you know support continue podcast at patreon.com continue podcast you can hear this shit but we were in the middle of a conversation uh prior to the start of the show where susan was telling us about her attempt to reread the uh original run of neil gaiman's the sandman uh, and was thwarted <laughs> by Sam Keith's very tiny lettering it's in those so little books. It is very small. And those books are text dense. They are, yes. Very text dense. Uh, but, I, Susan, I wanted to carry this into the show proper. How are you feeling about the Netflix show? Stoked, Stoked, okay. Very good. excited for it, good. yes. I have, yes. Uh, I'm very conflicted. Because the previews for it, like, it, you know, beyond the fact that, like, there are just, like, one-to-one panel recreations in the trailer, uh-huh. uh, I, it's so visually um, like everything else. Like, it just looks like every HBO, Amazon... Fantasy production. Allow me to speak to that because I happened to see an interview
1: today on that topic. Oh, interesting. Yes, yeah. please illuminate. So the guy who plays Dream, who plays mm-hmm. the Sandman, if you if you've seen the comics at all, the main character Sandman, he is the the guy who makes he's Morpheus, the god of dreams, and he is white. Like, like, the color white. <laughs> he is chalk. And he has, like, the cosmos in his eyes. And he has this wild, you know, black hair. And the original look of the character was that.
2: Mm-hmm. It was
1: pulled off the page and bloop. And that was the original version of it. And they ran with it for a while. And Neil Gaiman, who is obviously very uh, uh, um, involved in the production of the show, was like, nope. Nope, can't do it. Because here's the thing. Dream should be able to walk down the street in New York, a major city, whatever, yeah, and not be noticed. Because he, he is part of the fabric of your lives. He needs to be able to walk among humans and not be remarkable. And hmm. the character as depicted in the comics is looks like a freak.
0: Yeah, it everyone just, looks like a freak. Especially exactly. like, Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So that is why it is less fantastical than it is in the
0: book. All right, that's cool. I I like that. Then that's that makes sense. It's like it's such a man. I I've o- always dreaded. Like, have you guys ever read any elite scripts for the old like movie that like didn't get made for the Sandman, like <gasps> circa two thousand? No, but I, I
1: I've I've learned about the giant robot spider thing, the, which I gi- didn't yeah. know about.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is this one giant robot? Yes! No, dude yes! same guy. It's the yes! same guy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this guy yeah.
0: same who fucking was a guy.
1: producer. He was he was the producer who was uh uh, attached to the original version of the Sandman movie yes. and he kept trying to shoehorn what is this it? giant mechanical spider into every film he worked what, on like, and yes, it, like, it ended up in Wild Wild like West th- there's
2: an extended Kevin Smith monologue where he talks about working on a yes! Superman movie and mm-hmm. this guy has yes! put a spider in it
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. same, same <laughs> fucking, fucking weird guy that guy's is... That, that's the weirdest rich person fetish I've ever heard in my entire life. I got life. my
2: finger on the pulse of what these kids want. They, they want spiders. They want giant mechanical spiders. Small uh, um, mechanical spiders. Giant mechanical spiders. Spiders with seven legs. Spiders with nine legs. It's, it's not the
0: all-time best unproduced script I've ever read where you read it and you're like, this is fucking preposterous. But... The end of that script, which I think is, like, dated, like, 2001 or something. Okay. Has Morpheus... Morpheus is fighting the devil in underneath New York City in, like, a giant cave system that exists below New York, and the mechanical spider is part of this... War between the forces in the underbelly of New York. <laughs> and it's one of those things you're reading, you're reading it and you feel like you can just looking at your computer monitor, be getting the like cocaine contact high <laughs> of whoever had been banging away at this side note. Before we get into the show proper, I want to encourage everyone listening, go Google. Nick Cave's unproduced script for Gladiator 2. It is. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. as in Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds? Like, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds was hired by Ridley Scott to write Gladiator 2, and it is so fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Because Maximus, like... Becomes immortal. He basically becomes Kratos. Maximus becomes Kratos and, like, becomes the god of war and, like, kills like kills Christ and other gods. And, like, the movie ends with, like, Maximus, like, oh, engineering the Gulf War. <laughs> it's I, incredible. I just, I want to live
2: in the universe where all of these weird scripts that just, like, disappeared... Like I want them all. Like uh, like the like Alex Cox, the guy who directed Repo Man, and mm. Sid and Nancy apparently wrote a script for Doctor Strange and was supposed to make it back in the early nineties. Oh. And I I think it's floating around. I think you can read it. I haven't r- read it myself, but yeah. Uh, written yeah ri- okay. I actually looked at written up written by Stanley and Al- Alan Cox or alex cox yeah
0: that's such a good pairing yeah that's insane i bet it's real i bet it's real 90s too oh yeah like like
2: like 1990 was when i came i'm just man like especially coming off of reap it's it's like marvel like the marvel movies do this thing where they find like independent directors right and Mm -hmm. then they give them a feature film but then that feature film like it just is a marvel movie like it doesn't really like have the thing that but like like the 90s you could have like Alex Cox, make an Alex Cox movie that is a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: you know I'm who really...
1: I want to see make a Doctor
0: Strange movie? Alex oh. Proyas. Yo! That is crazy! I was just gonna be like, oh, yeah, because you want that big crow energy. In that area. <laughs> big crow. I, 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 wish, I wish... I've gone Alex, Dark City, but yes. I wish Alex Proyas... Man, I don't know what happened to that dude. Yeah, what His last, did happen to that dude? He, he went a little nuts. His last oh. couple of movies have been really... He made a movie that came out almost 10 years ago now called Gods of Egypt. And
1: oh God! I, I unironically love that movie. Is that, that the is that the movie that where all with like all of
2: the white people playing Egyptians? Yes, yes. It's, like, yes. it's
1: a it's it's
0: amazing. It's, it's
1: so <laughs> bad, and I love it
0: so much. It's nuts. Uh, that movie's is nuts. It is nuts.
2: Looking at his filmography, he also directed iRobot, which, yeah, I watched I like, like, a like a few I, f- Robot. I watched it a few years after it came out, and it's like it's not a bad movie. Yeah. you just caught like I think me and my friends were like if you called this movie Will Smith's Robomania, like it would, <laughs> yeah, it would have been a good time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's not iRobot. <laughs> it's not iRobot. No, but it's a, it's a perfectly decent action yeah.
0: film. Alan Tudyk is amazing in it. Yeah. yeah, Alan Tudyk's really good in that. Like, just... He's just good at voices. He yeah. really is. He's just yeah. a good voice person. Uh, I actually think this vein of, of discussion is very relevant to all of our topics today, everybody. We are going to dive into the lands of Forgotten Games getting a second chance at life, and also uh, Comfort Games, and also... Uh, the I'm am not even gonna like describe this topic ahead of time beyond captions plus. I just want everybody to put the phrase captions plus in their mind before we dive deep in. But s- with all this discussion of forgotten scripts and things like that, why don't we start, Dave, with Live Alive? Yeah, I, uh, M- how, are, are much different? like
2: the plot of Live Alive, this podcast is a series of disparate topics that all coalesce into <laughs> a single, <laughs> single narrative, and and is is
0: hosted by uh, a, a weird robot, a caveman, mm-hmm. a ninja,
2: a cowboy.
0: So this this is uh, a newly released, is it only on Switch? Is it Switch exclusive? Right now
2: it's only on Switch. I, like, I have a theory that like the other Team Asano games like Octopath mm-hmm. and Bravely Default 2, that it will probably show up on Steam at some point within like yeah. a year or six like six months to a year or something but uh right now it's just switch nintendo is publishing it in right. north america like it was like their eth they're not e3 was like nothing but they did have like a 45 minute like what what they would have done like a treehouse presentation where they're like hey 45 minute video of us playing live alive to show off two of the different scenarios so like nintendo's putting some weight behind it it does feel like it's gonna get a little buried by xenoblade
0: though it's definitely gonna get buried for anybody that doesn't know what live alive is because for that name how can i
1: I didn't know this was like this was a, a game that's been out for a long time and there was a fan translation
0: that's the thing susan that's that's the this is a role-playing game from the ye golden age of square soft on super like this was wow it it was
2: originally directed by a guy named uh takashi tokita who Mm -hmm. the game that he would go on to make after this he would direct chrono trigger to give you an idea of like and he was like uh lead designer on like final fantasy five and six yeah. so like he's he's got a pedigree going into this but yeah responsible for a lot of the like golden age of SquareSoft rpgs and but this one just never well, never came out it here. Did, the reason it didn't come out here
0: was that it was in the weird the weird window which was <laughs> the weird. final final fantasy 2 and mystic quest had come out on super Nintendo and nobody fucking bought them. They just they just beefed it. And so Square was like, "Well, we're not going to just bring over everything then. We're just going to hold off." And so it was sort of between those early days and then Final Fantasy 3 and Secret of Mana and Chrono Trigger and Super Mario RPG which all blew up. And like basically it's the same staff as all of mm-hmm. those games. Like the people mm-hmm. that made Super Mario RPG made this game yeah like yoko shimamura
2: did the soundtrack this is like her first game at square i think was yep. live alive and then she would do super mario rpg and a bunch of other stuff so and it is weird it's a weird it's a game. very strange video game <laughs> yeah, it's a very strange like it, it's interesting playing it now because i only briefly played the fan translation before because it's not super like it's again it's just like that era of game design where it's like well you're gonna have an instruction manual That's going to tell you how to play. And you, like, playing it without it, you're like, whoa, whoa, this is... (laughs) Because there's nothing, nothing like it. Even now, like, playing it now where, like, they've added, like, the Switch port has baked-in tutorials, uh, which will trade, like, because... yeah baked in tutorials and like explanations for everything it's a lot more user-friendly and even now like it still feels like fresh and new because like no one's made a game like this before it's 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 it's, wild
0: susan to explain what this game is like it's almost like if jim henson's the storyteller was turned into a jrpg it's (laughs) it's like an anthology series of two to three hour role-playing games yeah interesting And like, you'll, you'll get dropped in and it's like, you are a robot in, on a starship in the year 2453. And you've just been activated and you need to support the crew or you're a ninja and you need to break into the evil Lord's castle and free a prisoner and assassinate the Lord. And it's, it, there's seemingly no connection yeah to the, the,
2: you, there there is like one minor hint that you may or may not pick up on as you're playing these that connects all of these different stories and the, and the thing is too is like each of these intros some are shorter than others like the wild west one i think is like an hour long mm-hmm. the the present day one is about an hour, hour and a half long. While others, like the prehistoric one, was it like, took me like three hours to beat because that one's more like here's some actual like maps to explore, random battles to fight, etc. But they all, they all share a similar battle system, but it's all presented within like wildly different contexts. So the, the like the the present day scenario, you play as a fighter who wants to be the best fighter in the entire world. And he was training martial arts. Yeah, be the, the best around. Nothing ever gonna bring. It down. Uh. So, but instead of like going to different locations and like exploring dungeons or like buildings or whatever, you're presented with like a fighter select screen, like a like a like Street Fighter, and there are six portraits on the screen, and there's like a giant V with like flames shooting off of it. This bombastic music, and yeah, you pick your fighter and then you once you choose a fighter you go into a match and you that fighter may be too strong for you because the the other quirk of this scenario is that you also have to in an effort to become the best you're trying to learn all of these different moves so as you Mm. fight enemies you are learning their moves as they use them on you so you'll fight one of the weaker enemies learn his moves realize that those might be good against another boss fight him learn his moves and so on and so no other scenario lets you do that none of them play like that like that again the general it's like grid based turn based combat but it's similar to like the the active time battle system in final fantasy games where you wait for the meter to fill up once it fills up you can move around and choose your action and then um attack it's a game where you constantly
0: feel feel yourself asking the question the fuck is even happening? Yeah, am I doing am I doing this right? Way. Is this yeah? But wait, why? But but yes, why? Yes, yeah. yeah. It's it's and and sometimes like so. I've only finished one of the stories, which is that ninja story I yeah. was just describing, and like it's very charming when you play through that one. It starts like an old samurai movie. There's like an intro sequence with the credits for people who made it, and it's like, now the dawn of this story begins, and you play through it, and they say, like, you can be a ninja, you can stealth your way through this, and, you know, make your way to your objective, and try not to get caught. And I'm like, uh, okay, but don't I need to fight things to level up? Yeah. Don't worry about it. And... If you get in a fight early on, you might be able to kill them, but like you're grossly underpowered. Like when was the last time you played an RPG where you ever even felt like imperiled in any way?
2: Like, yeah, long time. Yeah, but, without like yeah, without like doing the grinding to just like level up right. and get mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and then the other thing, like other scenarios uh, like the Wild West one or the Imperial China one where you play as this, like, wizened old Shifu who's, like, looking for disciples. You're the, the disciples you find and your training can level up, but you can't because you're, you're already... Yeah, you're the master, and you, like, you know that, like, your strength is waning and you are trying to pass on your legacy to someone else. So you don't gain experience, but your, your, your devotees do. It's, like... The ways that, like all of the choices that they make, that like just buck every expectation that you have about how a JRPG is supposed to be structured, uh, is really fascinating to me. Um, But
0: Dave, the thing that's really cool about this that you know the three of us were discussing prior to recording is that it's it's almost this little piece of lost history. Yeah, it's 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 part of this growing movement that i don't know even a few years ago it didn't really seem like there was going to be able to be space for this in commercial game making of giving people access to a lost piece of history yeah this is like if somebody went out there and made the script for gladiator 2
2: (laughs) yeah well and the interesting thing too because i was looking uh looking up some of the backstory on this is that apparently this game was actually a flop at the time in japan like it only sold like 200 some odd thousand copies which like modest but yeah nowhere near like final fantasy or any Mm -hmm. of the other stuff that they were doing in japan so yeah like it the fact that this game even got like like that people in square were like yes this game deserves a second chance uh, to the point that, like Nintendo is going to fund publishing and translation in, in North America and other regions, that they're going to put like marketing muscle behind it. That you know, like it, it's the kind of thing that makes me feel like nothing's off the table anymore. You know, like like that. There's so many games out there that like we never got. Uh, or even games that we did get that just kind of got buried. Uh, like like I, I think a lot about how like a game like Steambot Chronicles, for example, like it came out mm. here, but it didn't do all that well. It just it like it just felt like a game that was released at the the wrong time. but I feel like you put a game like that out now, people would eat it up oh yeah people go like nuts for it uh i mean which is why the game gets like commands like hundreds of dollars on the you know resale market does steampart chronicles go for hundreds of dollars i think now? so yeah like really? it's it's I, it's I, getting I'm up there
0: terribly surprised it's it is like that that is nothing is more 2022 2022 than that game it's cozy yeah open world you're a cute little anime you can kind of do what you want it's a blues band. yeah
2: steampunk bon- <laughs> steampunk yeah like mech stuff yeah like like people it, like you go like oh it's like stardew valley but with like mechs and anime people people go like lose their minds you know <laughs> like, they would it's like and that's no, a really good way to put it the, but like the fact that like a game like you look at the kind of games that come out now I'm like yeah like you know your your big EA games take up all the or, you know like Activision or like whatever that takes up all the oxygen Does the EA still make games? Uh, the, uh supposedly. <laughs> I hear that they do. Uh but like all, like uh, the stuff that they make like takes up all the oxygen in the AAA state space. Yeah. But there's this whole just undercurrent of games that are just like kind of quietly successful and and I feel like I don't know like, like they brought moon out in english which is like like i don't know i like part of me wonders if like toby fox is using like his undertale clout to like get this kind of stuff made because like moon was a game that was highly influential to him in making undertale and so they put out an english version of that like megalomania the boss track in live alive like there's a quote of him saying like I wanted to just use this boss track as the final boss track in Undertale, but, like, they wouldn't let me do that, obviously, so I just had to make my own, and he called it Megalovania. Like, that's... And so, and I think, like, he's doing music for, like, a Pokemon game now? Like Yeah, he's he's made... He, that, the,
0: the friggin' Undertale guy makes all, like, all, tracks for all the Pokemon games. He has tracks, and what was the one that came out just before... The sword one we all sword, earlier this was year. Was it Sword
2: and Shield? Oh. Sword who knows? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah. Blue and Pokemon. Blue and Vermillion. Gutter. I don't know. I mean <laughs> Blue Regard.
1: <laughs> I do not say this out of disrespect for Pokemon games, just their nomenclature. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah it is I, I am I am very excited. Like by the fact that the biggest releases in video games in July of 2022 are Live Alive, a Klonoa remake, and a game where you're a fucking cat in a backpack. That's, yeah. That's pretty we're, clutch. We're living a good time yeah. <laughs> for video games. I like, I like that something like Live Alive has a chance to exist at all. And I actually have to say, I'm... Pleasantly surprised. It doesn't feel cheap in no. any way. Like it. It and it's not like a full cost game. Like it's weird. No, to it's see, it's yeah. It's like it's 50, 50 the the
2: the voice acting is really solid. Like again, like coming off af- off of. uh I also picked up Triangle Strategy, which was another Team Asano game. And man, I finally hit like the moment where that game starts to like actually become a video game. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm gonna keep playing this. But good god. The vo- i know it's like, like the worst first impression i've ever seen in a video game but uh but yeah like it it, it feels on par with like i don't know like, like a lot of square's best stuff as far as like production values even though it looks like a prettied up super nintendo game and i think that like a lot of that is just due to the like the 2d hd look i think is a really solid way to bridge the gap between like how do we preserve the essence of these old pixel games, but still make them feel fresh to mm. new audiences who you know make them feel like they're old but not? and I think that like it it does a really good job of like of yeah bridging that gap.
0: Can I, I ask you guys a weird question related to that i might I might be foolish. Do you guys think that we are finally? in a post graphics are everything no we're not no. we're not no I'm- <sighs> well it,
1: it depends from an audience perspective or a publisher dispe- perspective so when
0: i when i say an audience i i'm thinking specifically audience because mm. i feel like all three of us came to video games across multiple eras where that really was the dominant perspective. It was always like anything that wasn't the bleeding edge of presentation could not possibly succeed in a mainstream setting. But when I look at the world now, the things that dominate are like, yes, Call of Duty still sells very well, but the things that dominate sales charts are things like Breath of the Wild stardew valley mm. it's uh fortnight and it's it's things that are in no way shape or form de- defined by being the best looking shit in the world and like it kind of feels like we might finally be freed of that it, am i am i nuts no i i think you're equating
1: i think it's important to to Clarify When you're saying best, what yeah. you mean is hyper-realism. Hyper, yes. That was the thing that was like, it's the realest thing. Look, you can see the yes. sweat going on. Look at all those pores. You really should mat- moisturize. <laughs> and I do think we're away from that. Yes. I do think there's still very much an emphasis on your game has to have a look.
2: Yeah. Very much so. But, not but I don't the, think it has
1: to be hyper-realistic anymore.
2: I also think that like just the way that games are made now they are much easier to scale to to different like because like Mm. i played cyberpunk 2077 on a steam deck like it doesn't look the best but i did it and it ran fine like i think that like I don't know. It's like 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 developers are finding ways to have their cake and eat it too. Like we can make look. This is the best of the graphics and it like look at all of the the fog. Oh my god, the fog. Like the volumetric lighting, but then they're like, well, it's also coming out on PS4 and PS5. You know, getting seventy
0: dollars yeah. worth of Joel's beard yeah. this fall. And I I you
1: know. remember we were at E3. <laughs> And you, Anthony, had an appointment for some racing game. Was it Forza? Oh, yeah, it was Forza. I think it, it was Forza. And they were obsessed with the water, with the The, water and, yeah. the,
0: clouds, and the, the water, water and the clouds. the water and the
1: fucking clouds. And it's like, guys, is the, is the game any good? Yeah. Get, would you look at the puddles in the, okay, okay. It was all, and it was just like, you were just out of your mind laughing at them as you came back to the press room.
0: They almost asked me to leave that demo room. (laughs) I was, oh my god, I was in there with our our good old friend Zav D'Amatos, and he was like sitting there trying very hard to like ask serious questions, and I was just like, ask them what the dew point is. I want to know about the
2: humidity. (laughs) How round are the tires? (laughs) Yeah. No fucking. Anthony
1: and I were very popular game journalists. So I just want <laughs> to make that we clear. We
0: were good at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the same E3 where I opened an interview with Tomonobu Itagaki by saying to his handlers, "Isn't it weird we're in a pretend building inside of another building?" <laughs> 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 Asking the
2: existential questions to the to the Ninja Gaiden guy.
0: They were into it. It was fine. Um, Yeah, Dave, you gonna give? uh, Did you finish Live Alive? No, I'm.
2: So I I got my copy on Monday. It was supposed to get here Friday, but I don't know. The world's on fire, so and like shipping, you know, whatever. But no, I'm I'm about I'm I'm four scenarios down i want to say maybe five i've I've got at a well yeah because that's the thing so So there are these seven initial scenarios and they're all like they're not connected at all except for this like one little thing that you may or may not notice and then apparently once you finish all of them there's a final scenario that is much longer Mm -hmm. pulls everything together and it's much more of like a traditional JRPG. Than yeah, these you, play, like,
0: you play the uh, the Doctor Who episode that waits you at the end of all of these weird.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, but no, shows. I'm yeah, I'm I'm all in. I want to see where this goes. I think it's really cool. I think like it like I think it's really neat to see a game kind of brought out of time like this. The like the this quote unquote lost video game that we never got, um, and you can kind of see. The, you can see a straight line now between something like Final Fantasy 4 where it's like multiple characters uh, to Chrono Trigger or to this to Chrono Trigger oh, yeah. To yeah, fu- yeah, even yeah, like yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy 7 because he was event planner on that you can see and then t- to Saga Frontier and, and beyond and like I don't know I, I just I want I want publishers to do more of this stuff I want them to look at their back catalog and go like look you know we don't have to do a ton mm-hmm. but if we put it out like it may hit like people p- like people may get a kick i i uh i streamed a little bit i would the game i was talking about last time akangagwa on uh on the the twitch channel and man <laughs> it's not a good game <laughs> but it's interesting as hell it's just like fully voice acted like really cinematic game voice acting's not great because it's again it's like it's a japanese game but all of the voice actors are in english so like like there's there's just that like disconnect The guy who was around yeah and it was uh and it's like a point and click adventure game with multiple characters that you control and you're like solving puzzles as as this like evil terrorist organization is trying to to kidnap this this head of this like latin america it's it's it there's a reason why it never came out here but i could see uh, well maybe not sony because sony is not gonna like jim jim ryan ain't releasing Aconcagua, no, Jimmy, yeah, no. uh but in a world where sony was a lot more like they were in the 90s and 2000s i could see them going like hey, what do we got what do we got oh Wait. like th- this this okay, this put microtransactions transactions in this game <laughs> I don't want to see a bunch of becca people in the
0: plane crash. I'm only about service. I don't know why that's <laughs> that's Jim Ryan. Doesn't, not, he doesn't sound like that at all? He vaguely say, Australian. No, it's just vaguely Australian. He's um. just like like a like if Rupert Murdoch was an angry bulldog. That's that's <laughs> I don't know what the shit that is. Uh, it but, is. I I will say like the Aconcagua thing that. You can see how that game got made 20 years ago. Oh though. yeah.
2: Yeah, like, like hot off the heels of like Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear. Gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very like of that there's like a there's a journalist who has like a freaking k-bar knife that is just <laughs> Knifing, people. like she's like, oh, I don't know, we got to get out of this scenario. Guess I gotta do it, and you make her knife like a guard in the back, and like me and like the and like a bunch of the the continued Discord people and the people in the Twitch chat were just like, oh my god, <laughs> what you
1: didn't learn that in yeah, journalism? No,
2: yes, <laughs> this woman has secrets. Uh, no, it's just it's it's fun, you know. Like like I, I just I want to live in the world where companies aren't afraid to take chances they can see that mm. they can make they can put out interesting stuff maybe not make all of the money in the world but or, something could make some money and maybe one of those things becomes a huge thing yeah you maybe know? don't maybe
0: don't spend all the money yeah with like, the expectation you have to make all the money more. like
2: d- is th- is there like a lost or like f- f- fan translated game or some game that you've heard of that never got released in america that you guys would want to play like for me i i would say like i would love to see nintendo put out marvelous on like their switch super oh. nintendo switch which is like like again you could see like ag onuma first game i love legend of zelda Link to the past i want to make a zelda game this is my tryout for making a Zelda game. So he makes this game set on an Island where you play as a bunch of little kids, uh, that are at a summer camp and you have to solve puzzles and it's all built in the link to the past engine. And it's really like quirky and funny. And again, like the only way that you could play it in English is a fan translation, but again, it's just like, you could see that missing link between link to the past, A.G. Aonuma coming on board and then working on Ocarina of time. And then that's where Zelda goes. You know, all
0: the, like, It's very weird because all of all the stuff that I thought would never happen has pretty much happened. Like, I never thought that Moon yeah. would get translated. I never thought that Live Alive would get translated. It's a fan translation, but Racing Lagoon yeah. I gotta play Racing Lagoon Susan, have you ever heard of Racing Lagoon? I have not. It's oh, a Playstation yeah. 1 game made, like, it's the, it's the same crew that made The Bouncer. Oh, and so it's like you're part of a racing crew, but it's like a role playing game. Yeah. Well, the game before it was called out in like poetry. Yeah. It's not even like dialogue scenes. It's like between races, you see like a weird poem on the screen about racing, and then you have to
2: beef up your car. The game before that they made was like a fantasy RPG called Bahamut Lagoon. So it's like they use the same name but it's this like modern set racing rp there's again nothing like it it's not great uh it's just it's again it's one of those games of its time like i think that if they rebuilt it put in a better tutorial system explain like how systems fit together a bit better probably do better the guy who uh translated it hilltop uh also put in an easy mode so you can load a save file to your memory card that uh basically just gives you a really good car out of the gate so you don't have to worry about like any of that stuff uh and just play for the story which is pretty cool but yeah no yeah and the thing is again like with live alive out i could see square going like what else we got
0: yeah and and god and and thank god thank god we need more of that
2: um, what about you Susan is there anything I don't know anything you can I, I don't really
1: I'm not aware of stuff that like if it does, like if I can't play it if it's not in yeah. English I don't pay attention to it right so uh, See, except for Harmful Park which I would
2: love yo
0: good the, answer there
2: there is an the Hilltop the guy who did <laughs> uh, nice. Acon and Racing Lagoon there's he did a fan translation of uh, Harmful Park that's you can get on PS1 right now. That, that I love that. Think, I think I'm in the credits of that one because I'm backing that guy on Patreon at the like credit tier. So That's awesome. <laughs> I need to... I, one day,
0: my Polymega will come. And <laughs> yeah. you're, you're still <laughs> waiting on that? <laughs> oh my god, I'm a fool. Um, Susan, I have a very important question. Yes. What is cozier, Stray or The Long Dark? I need to know, which, which? Is it the one where you can make a cat curl up next to a robot guitarist, or is it the one where wolves eat you? That's a tough call, man. Be honest. <laughs> I, I I'm probably gonna have to go with the one where the wolves can eat
1: you. Oh no. Yeah. Because <laughs> here's why. Yeah. Because it's really simple in the long dark. You got to eat food, mm-hmm. you got to drink water, you got to not freeze to death, and you got to not get eaten by an angry bear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's it. And that's it. Be- For me, cozy is simplifying life.
0: Yes. F-
1: yeah. Fewer choices, fewer things to worry about. Like, just like let's just bring it all in. That, to
0: me, is cozy and comforting. Mm. I get I get that. I mean, you. I've told you guys thousands of times at this point, my grand unified theory of apocalyptic fiction. Like the, the reason that people like post-apocalyptic stories and zombie stories isn't mm-hmm. that they like the darkness, it's that the fantasy of choice being limited yeah. is what is appealing. They like the idea of like, well, I, I can't make... Making decisions is so hard to it's so hard and
2: well it's and it's not just the like making choices it's that the choice like you don't have to worry about a 401k in a zombie universe
0: exactly no your choices are simple like you're talking about susan all your choices are very immediate and they're made for you you get the food or you die you get away from the wolves or you die and boy, that feels—that's—that's that's just a big weighted blanket. <laughs> it is. It is. It's nice. Um, has anything I, like when you're back in there? The last time we talked about the Long Dark, I think that they had just done a story expansion. Yes, they had just released the the, uh, the prison part. Yes, is, is anything is anything new in there, or is it just like oh, yeah. just just getting on the just getting? For sure, the no.
1: So what they keep doing as as they release uh, story chapters, those areas become available in survival mode. So now you can go to the prison and. That's gonna, you know, that's that's its own section. Um, they've also since added the ability to make ammunition, and I mean that's that's been in the, the game for a while. But uh, yeah, I, they 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 keep adding new uh, items, like it might be food items or clothing or tools or stuff like that, and new mechanics just to sort of refine and and uh, make the possibilities, the ways that you can survive. Uh, to just give you a little bit more to work with. Mm. It's still always going to be about, you know, finding enough to eat, making sure you have someplace warm to sleep, and not being eaten by a bear. But it within those boundaries, it, it, it stretches more and more and more.
0: Do you, when you go back to the long dark, intentionally play differently? This is this is a weird thing that I, I started doing uh, years ago now. With A Link to the Past, and it had mm. gotten to the point that I had played A Link to the Past so many times as a young person when, you know, you could just do things with time and you were immortal. <laughs> <laughs> and your, your that. ankles functioned and shit like that. Oh. Uh, I played it so many times that I was like, we're going to do two things. You're not allowed to play A Link to the Past more than once every five years. Okay. And you have to play it differently the next time you're not Mm. allowed to go in the same path every time keep it fresh uh because i find myself uh that the comfort isn't useful unless it's a little bit dynamic for Uh, sure so do you do you like do you set different parameters for yourself do you do you say to yourself, "I'm not going to do this first this time. I'm not going to make this choice for to survive the first time." How do you change it?
1: Okay, so what's happening this time? So there's a show that uh, called Alone. It is a it is a reality competition program. That I have begun watching because it was just one of those like like I was saying earlier. It's a million degrees outside. You can't you can't do any like I cannot leave my house for any length of time. So uh, I've been finding new things to watch and I, I stumbled upon this show alone. What it is? They take ten people to a horrible location in Canada. <laughs> And drop them off where they are genuinely alone. And its I don't mean like it's like on Survivor alone where you're alone with producers and a camera crew. They do their own filming. It's like, here you go. Boop. Here's your GoPros. Peace out. And they are 100% alone. And they're like, survive in the woods as long as you can. Last person standing gets a half a million dollars. Mm, all right. And it's the exact same thing. They have to make their own shelter. They have to get themselves enough to eat. They have to get water. They have to protect themselves from predators. It's the long dark, the TV show. <laughs> to the point that I'm pretty sure the first few seasons uh, of Alone are take place on Vancouver Island. And I'm pretty sure at least some sections of the long dark are mapped after Vancouver, like they're analogous to like i'm like i think that's coastal highway where they are right now anyway so what's been really interesting watching these these seasons is the choices that people who are actually in this situation make when they're confronted with like well that's
0: a wolf <laughs> 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 and so I give me shaved- those mini bottles of tequila. I, I saw Liam Neeson do this. <laughs> Liam Neeson did punched it right in the face. This will totally work. It'll be
1: fine. So as a result of watching many, many, many hours of this show, now I am playing the game less like a video game and more like an actual survival sim.
2: Interesting. Okay. How is the, yes. Is the game like? I, I imagine you'll you'll talk about this, but like, is the game like? allowing you to do that or is it still like very video yes, okay
1: because what it is like in the game like for example i'll be uh, you know i want to get to a certain location it's maybe an hour before the sun goes down i'm a little low on calories fuck it, I'm bored. I'm going to go do it. Hmm. That's a horrible decision to make. <laughs> you are almost certainly going to get attacked by something You're like, whatever, I'm bored. I need something to do in the game. I, all I've done for the last three days because there's been a blizzard is sit around and and boil water and drink it. Eh. And, and almost every single time I, I do something like that, I end up you know, a bear attacks me. I end up lost. I get frostbite. Like some terrible thing happens to me because, of <laughs> course, it does. So this time, I'm 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 really really making choices based on like an actual survival scenario. Like, okay, oh, there's a blizzard. Okay, yeah, it's nine a.m. and I had plans to go fishing, but there's a blizzard blowing. A blizzards. Bring down your body temperature almost instantly. B, they trash your clothing. Mm-hmm. So going out, it's like, well, I had a plan. Now I don't. do <laughs> doke. <laughs> Guess I'll do something else. And so, and so I do something else. So yeah, so that just that sort of change in mindset of this is, this is less a video game in which I, I do certain survival things and more like a survival sim uh, is changing the way I play.
0: I like that. I like that as the source of comfort, too. I like I like you're like I'm gonna take it real seriously. <laughs> yeah.
1: Add, adding to that, because obviously my husband is is watching the show with me. He came into the living room one day, and I had fi- we were playing Diablo three because if there's oh, that's a comfort also game, very
0: comforting. Diablo right? three like, is right. Like come Ooh.
1: on, we were playing that, and then it got to be we were because there's seasons now in Diablo three. Yeah. Where it's basically like, okay, we know you've played the game to death. We're going to give you specific things to do. Oh. And then once you accomplish them, you get a reward. You get like really cool loot. Hmm. And it's it gets to be, you know, you got to play it on the really crazy, crazy hard difficulty. And it stopped being fun for us. So he came into the living room one day, and I had fired up the Long Dark because we've watched so much of Alone. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta run away from wolves. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, you're playing the Long Dark, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's like, Ooh, oh, I think I'm gonna play the Long Dark too. <laughs> so now we're playing it side by side, and we're helping each other because he. He knows certain areas, you know, there's the, the whole map is broken into areas, you know, Pleasant Valley and Mystery Lake and Coastal Highway and all that. He knows Pleasant Valley really, really well. I know Coastal Highway really, really well. We're even, despite the fact that we've both played this game for hundreds of hours, we're teaching each other stuff about it. Hmm. Like he's like, Well, I got to go to Mystery Lake because I'm out of sewing kits. I'm like, Dude, you've got, you've got deer gut and fishing hooks. Like, you've got everything you need. Wait, you can do that? Like, yes, you can do that. So it's it. That's a big part of it as well. Is is we're we're doing it together in our each in our own way.
0: It's so funny. I this past weekend, and I think I've talked about this with you guys and on the show. But um, I I like the comfort of a Lego set. Oh yeah. Uh, and I don't want the object afterwards like i don't Mm. want the thing uh i tend to sell them but i just want to make the thing and i also don't don't come at me imagined internet person (laughs) person (laughs) i've constructed in my brain be creative make something like no i want to uh, have a picture on a box and then make the thing i want to see it emerge because that's deeply pleasurable and there's something about that process the meditative like this then this then this in the long dark but it's almost like you get to do it again like yeah. you, get, you get like it's it's a a repeating uh, replicable pleasure it
1: is very much it, I like the way you put that the this then this then this because that's very much at least how I approach it it's like okay there's there's a a, a gas station on the coastal highway Part of the, the game. That is my base of operations. I have... There's there's filing cabinets and desks and all that. I'm like, okay, this is where the firewood goes. This is where the food goes. This is where the... And I, and I start my search and I gather up all the things. And then once I have everything... Okay, I have a complete set of clothing. I have enough food for this many days. I have this much water. Now I can start looking for these other things that I want. Now I can start to just instead of just scavenging mm. soup, I can actually try to maybe go kill a deer. Mm. Stuff like that and, the, and, and, and getting more and more ambitious. And there is very much a, a process to it that is very satisfying when you hit those milestones. Like, sure. okay, I have enough of
0: this now. Great. I am now thinking about playing A Link to the Past. You understand that? <laughs> that, like, <laughs> I, I, you know I was explaining how the, for me, I was like, all right, you have to play it differently each time. Mm-hmm. I, the last time I played that, I abandoned it and, like, went back. And now the process is, uh, I, I equated it to, uh, Kate as doing, like, rosary beads. <laughs> you're just like and then i'll go you don't start with the first temple you go to the fifth temple you get the big glove at the big temple and then you can do these things quicker in this order Mm, mm. Uh,
2: (laughs) maybe you need to get into speedrunning that well because i I don't know like i've heard multiple speedrunners talk about like like people ask them like hey can you like can you play a game casually ever again and like I think some can like people who play RPGs can because there's the story that they get to play through and enjoy. But like someone who plays like Mario games, like no, why would I play the game worse?
0: <laughs> yeah. like, you know.
2: <laughs> so I feel like once you have a way that you play it, like
0: I. Uh, but like speedrunning is so much about breaking thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like I don't. I don't know if you guys remember this, but this is like early days of doing the show at Games Radar. But we had. The, ver- the 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 episodes where it was like let's get somebody who's like outside of the industry. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want a game maker. We want really interesting people from other fields to come and talk to us about video games. So we had on the person that created the um I can't even remember what it was called because it's not called Hyrule Symphony, but whoever was doing the orchestral versions. Oh, uh, the 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 something of the goddess. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. And you were on that episode, Suze. It was you, me, and Connor, Sheridan. And and so we threw on Link to the Past, because it was the 25th anniversary of the game, too. And we're just like doing the interview, doing the interview, doing the interview, and it's getting on to like the like 75 minute point. And Connor, like, the guy's answering a question, and Connor just goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're almost to the dark world. You just started the game beginning. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> He's like, you're not even paying attention. You're just going through I'm like, uh-huh. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and then you go, and him is here. and uh, <laughs> um, Susan, what do you think of Stray? I like it's so oh, I'm so surprised. I haven't played it yet. Oh, you haven't played it at all. Okay. Nope, because I'm busy making myself feel better by running away from Wolf. Cause wolf cause, cause Wolfin. I I thought it was very strange. Uh I thought it was just the Wolf, in, wolf in. man.
2: Just Wolfin. It's the wolfen, uh, man.
0: I, I'm very like I was, like I was like, there's no way. That a game where a cat and a backpack exists, and Susan's not talking about it first, unless she hasn't played.
1: <laughs> at Yep. All. yep. Um, well, here's the other thing. So I and I don't. Hopefully, if you can answer this, someone I, I saw someone say that the opening of Stray because of what happens to the kitty.
0: Oh yeah, it's hard. Made them cry. Um, it, it's not no.
2: Like it. I mean, because, I imagine if you have a very because like, my wife has a very visceral reaction to like animals, just in general. Yeah, especially. Uh, yeah. So, and I think that it like if she were to see this, she probably would get very upset. But yeah.
0: it, ga- it, ga- I Lyra and I played it together, mm-hmm. uh, and. You know, both of us were like, woo, like at the intro. It's I mean, it's no more extreme than something you would see in like Homeward Bound or The Adventures of Milo and Otis. It seems, like it sounds like Pixar. Like real yeah, it's Pixar. Um, OK, OK, OK. Cool.
1: I am not emotionally capable of handling that at this particular moment. Yeah. It's,
0: it's so extreme. I'm gonna wait until I can. So this is this is the funny thing. Dave, are you playing straight
2: at all? No, because the place that I wanted to buy I have a coupon oh, from from right. a Steam retailer that has still not gotten their copies of the game yet and the coupon expires the end of the month. I have no oh, idea what the fuck is going on. It. So I'm 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 hanging out.
0: But before we I want to check it out, but yeah. This is, a weird, this is a weird thing to say, but the three of us have almost already had the relevant conversation to have about Stray. Fascinating. Uh, we already did it. We got it out of the way before the game came out. Because if this game came out and did not star a cat... You, none of us would be talking about it. We yep. were like, we would be like, oh, that was cute. Like, yeah. oh, like neat limbo riff. Uh, but the fact that it is a cat does make the game very novel. Well, th- not just that it's
2: a cat, but they did a lot of work to make that cat feel a like a cat. cat.
0: This is a cat. Yeah. It's not a video game thing. You are not fucking Bubsy.
2: This is not. Bubsy. <laughs> no, <it's a> <laughs> this is a
0: cat. This is a cat ass cat.
2: He's not wisecracking over here. He's not. He's not.
0: It,
1: it is such a cat. Like, you're controlling it, and it's like, fuck you. I don't feel like going down that alley. It's <laughs> like, oh
0: I'll man. I'll go when I feel like it. Yeah, know, that's how cat it is. It's cat. It is hard. Hard cat. It's hard cat. <laughs> hard cat. <You> know, it's. <laughs> Do you guys remember that arcade driving game by Atari that was like it was like one of the first polygonal arcade games called Hard Driving? Oh it yeah, so, it's so real and it's just like a gray slab in the middle of the screen. <laughs> yeah, like, well, like so that,
2: real that Battle Zone look where it's all just yes. like flat squares. Oh, yeah, oh,
0: and God. it was like a dollar to play Hard Driving. But you know, if that if I walked in in 1988 and they were like our new arcade game is Hard Cat and I Fucking pony up a dollar, done. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Uh, everybody loves that show at RoboCop so much. It's like the only thing that makes people happy in RoboCop is the "I'd buy that for a dollar" show.
1: Can I? Can I? Can I? Ask you guys a question? Total tangent. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah do it. But RoboCop brought it up. Off the top of your head, do you know what RoboCop's gun sounds
0: like? Like just that, like that noise? Do you mean like I, what when is he it, fires so- it like- I mean, when he like when he yeah. fires the gun? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Here here's why. So apparently there's a RoboCop game coming out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the trailer he you I mean, you are RoboCop obviously, and the the trailer does not feature the correct sound for his gun dude <laughs> which I'm, led to people going why are you even bothering what, like if you're I, not like why
0: i which have a lot I get. of questions about this robocop game like okay because because it's fucking first person too and yeah. none yeah. of it is like none of it's green like where's yeah, the like, yeah yeah where is why isn't he trying to kill the dad from fucking that Look, 70s show it's made I'll by, get you red foreman <laughs> it's
2: nice. made by like a C tier developer who made like yeah, they, they made a bunch cool. of cool yeah I heard that the Terminator game was alright it's cool but it's a cool game yeah. I mean
0: it's like busted but it's <laughs> well yeah, yeah like alright So Susan have you heard of this Terminator it's like redemption it's like the most generic bullshit uh, C tier game yeah thing. Alright, so these guys like made a Terminator game for Playstation 4 Okay. and you would look at it and be like, I'm not, nice try gas station bargain bin, I'm not being <laughs> tripped. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, I heard it was really cool and when the PS5 came out, people were like oh, like it runs perfectly like you don't have to deal with any of the jank or oh, the long no. times. So I was like, I'll check it out. It is, like, what if the movie Terminator Salvation wasn't stupid? Like, you are a person in the future world, and it's sort of a mix of stealth and adventure stuff, because it's, like, you can't, like, blow up those robots. So it's, like, you're going through these almost, like... The maps remind me of, like, Witcher 2. You know, like, it's not, like, open, but they're sort of... Twisty. So and- you
2: you saying like Eurojank stealth game I'm yeah. not like that does not instill a good feeling inside of me.
0: No. But like I I get why the people who control the RoboCop estate. Yeah. I know I know why Vincent RoboCop, the grandson <laughs> of RoboCop, Stanley RoboCop <laughs> Esquire is <laughs> granted the the license. But like why are you making What are you doing? Yeah. Don't,
2: did you guys ever play there there was i think it was only on pc so i, I don't know if you guys did but there's a game that came out early 2000s called Die Hard nakatomi plaza
0: i've never played that one that i've heard it's that, that, really Termi- cool,
2: though. that terminator game sounds a lot like that where it's like yeah it's janky it's like it's it's kind of busted but like someone actually made like a proper yeah. video game of the first Die Hard movie, where you play through oh. the whole events of the game, and there are like you know you go through the different levels and all the the scenes in the movie happen. It's not like Die Hard or Arcade, which like rules, but it you know it's not the same. Or Die Hard Trilogy, <laughs> which eh, like it's okay, it's it was neat, but it's not. Die hard. Yeah, it's, it's like die a, hard. yeah whereas this is like yeah no it's like yeah you've got your gun he's got the catchphrases you have to worry about like stepping on glass and like it's just it's it's it was cool i want to see like i hope the robocop game is good because i want to see them do like i want to see the b-tier movie game again you know I also
0: i also hope that they remember that robocop is like a satire like yeah that well i doubt it the, I, I, I doubt it too. robocop
2: is like 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 one of the top five uses of that meme with the robot shooting at the guy the guy's eyes go over it goes wow cool robot Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yes yes very much so um I think actually it's funny. I, now I want to watch a subtitled version of RoboCop and see what weird closed captions there are in RoboCop oh, because yeah. I bet they're fucking incredible. Ed two oh nine turns menacingly. Uh, <laughs> Susan, you you proposed a very interesting idea to us about the the experience of watching captions on television and movies right now which i think is super interesting to to think about because we're talking about things like live alive and the long dark which are all about you know placing you in a place where you are constantly getting ancillary information that even the characters don't have access to you know, we never question in a role playing game that it's like I have complete access to change this ninja's clothes in the middle of a hall at any given time. Oh, I found strange pants, I better put them on him and a number went up. Or in the long <laughs> dark. like if you're if you're stuck in a fucking snowstorm, you're not like, Oh man, the thread count on my Jinko jeans is fucked. Like <laughs> But in the game it's really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. And that that information is additive. I don't think people tend to think of that as being a part of the viewing experience. But lay lay out the concept for captions plus and the okay. inspiration for it, which is which is the, vital.
1: Yes. So uh, I have been watching. Everything with captions on for many years. Uh, my husband is hard of hearing, and before he got his hearing aids, we had to have them, mm. or he simply could not understand what was going on. I it, I ha- am now to the point where I can't watch something without it. Mm. I feel like I'm missing everything. But something I noticed while I was doing that is captions will often sort of accidentally add flavor to a scene, like for example, you'll uh, you see a scene with somebody talking on the phone to somebody else and you can, you're supposed to just barely hear what the person on the other end of the phone is saying. Captions will often fill that in for you mm-hmm. so you know exactly what is being said as opposed to having to be like, what is it, who is she talking to? The other thing they do that I find really handy is they will often identify the speaker by name. Mm-hmm. At which helps sort of reinforce, okay, that person is named that and they have this relationship. So there's sort of this added flavor that that happens just by doing their job. So what happened is uh, Stranger Things came out and this, the captions in Stranger Things are magnificent. Because whoever did them made a real effort to describe eloquently and evocatively these sounds which largely come down to squishing noises (laughs) because you know if you're in the upside down you're like it's all this sort of like wet tentacly bat screechy just very strange things and they're really going the extra mile to try and recreate the feeling of what everybody is hearing So they got a lot of attention. There were lots of screenshots being, you know, uploaded to social media. Everybody delighted in these wonderful captions, which has led to not just a celebration of them, but also the discussion that Gen Z also is constantly watching things with the captions on for a variety of reasons, not least of which is because they're often watching things in an environment where they can't listen to stuff, whether that's, they're in a room with other people, they're, they're commuting, they're whatever. Okay, so now captions are not just for folks who are hard of hearing or deaf, or even people who are trying to, you know, the, the, the kids are asleep. It's a, a much larger demographic than it has ever been. So that made me wonder, because I am a freak and I wonder (laughs) about things like, what is the next sort of media evolution look like? Will we get to a point where you've got captions, which is, okay, we are going to let you know this is what is happening in the scene if you can't hear the scene. Or is there gonna, and, and does that leave room for like a captions plus where we're gonna do that, but then we're gonna also inform you about other stuff. Yeah, I was watching recently, uh, the Terminal List, which is the new Chris Pratt show on on Amazon, and it's about a Navy SEAL who gets revenge because his platoon was set up, and it, it's it's for the hoorah crowd, like 100%. To its credit, it doesn't do the well as you know, <laughs> like way of explaining things to the audience. It just it's just tossing out things that this Navy SEAL would say. And, and like like one navy seal is not explaining to another one what warcom stands for Susan, or it's what Skip stands the for the
0: aaron sorkin approach where it's like excuse me can i get a woman in here to act like she's an idiot and then i'm going to yeah. have a noble <laughs> middle-aged man explain it to her for, uh, as yeah. the, as the I'll,
2: standard for the audience yeah
0: <laughs> for for me
1: it's the csi
0: treatment <laughs> Sure. Like because they will
1: always have like they'll someone will say an acronym and then the next person will like like repeat it. say what the acronym stands or, for. What's the
0: the, they the call the, that Kojima ing?
2: Yeah. Know, or right? what <laughs> what's the uh, Law and Order like Criminal Intent where it's like Iced Tea explaining what the drugs oh, that's, do? That's SVU, yes. SVU. SVU. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, yes, audience 100%. perspective. Ice-T moments.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and like I respect that this show didn't do that. It Mm. it makes absolutely no effort to do that because that's not what would happen. And and the book that it's based on is written by a Navy SEAL, so my my brother knows what he's talking about. That's great. But, as a viewer, if I didn't have captions on, I would have no idea what this person is saying. I'm like, oh, okay, so SCIF is clearly an acronym. I can kind of contextually guess what the letters stand for, or I can just pick up my phone and and Google it and, and find out that way. So I'm wondering if we get to a point with like a captions plus where it does that for you. It's like, no, 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 don't worry about the phone, sweetie. We're going to let you know what SCIF stands for. We're going to let you know what Warcom stands for. We're going to inform you of when they're talking about this particular region, why that's relevant to people in the Navy. And we're going to provide all these little pieces of background for you so you're not turning to that second screen or just... Deciding, oh, I don't understand what's going on, and I'm going to go watch
0: something else. So, do you you guys remember the misery of E3 circa 2013? Yes, I do. Welcome to the second screen experience, everybody's gonna have the second screen experience. Be like, if you make me look at an iPad during Mass Effect Three, I will fucking cut you, EA.
1: Uh, Yeah. But, also known as why Destiny's lore was all
0: locked behind an app. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yes. So there was exactly one good substantiation of the second screen experience in anything, and it was never used by anyone because it was on the Wii U. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this, because no one does, but the Wii U had a whole feature called Nintendo TV. Oh, shit! Yes. Yes! And you could pair your Wii U remote with your television and cable setup, and if, like, all the streaming platforms at the time supported Nintendo TV, so you could literally, like, look... press a button on your Wii U controller, look up a show, and then your yep. Wii U controller would show you all of the things that you could watch that show on and go to it, and it then so it was awesome yeah, It was fucking awesome! And if it hadn't been trapped on a bullshit device, <laughs> it would have been a, a legitimately revolutionary yeah. piece of software. And um, it, it's, it's weird. Amazon... I know Amazon Prime does it, but I don't know if anything else does because a lot of the features that were part of Nintendo TV, you still see when you pause things on Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah, the X-ray.
0: Yeah, like there's there's the X-ray, there's the uh, like IMDB profiles for all the performers on screen, ancillary information about the production. Yep. But it it sucks because like it's totally inaccessible without just totally halting the show. On Wii U... They, it wasn't, like, really a second screen experience, because it was just there. Like, you could look down at your remote, and all of this extra information that you would have in a Captions Plus experience was just built in. Oh, I love that. And it, it was fucking incredible, and I, that was ten years ago! And I have I mean, no idea why nobody has replicated it in so any meaningful way.
2: I, you guys, I, I know like we were planning on Kojima earlier, but, like, I feel like metal gear solid did this before anyone like the first metal gear solid the subtitles like they'll talk like like okay snake uh all of your gear is osp and and like in parentheses it says on-site procurement oh nice stuff because like no one's gonna know who the hell darpa is Mm -hmm. when they play a game unless you're a weirdo who listens to too many podcasts uh but They tell you, like, in the parentheses, like, what DARPA means, why the DARPA... cheat, And so you're like, oh, this guy is important. He's high up in the government. Like, like, yeah, that game. And to a lesser extent, I think the other ones, because I think a lot of that was the localizer trying to, like make the mm. game like more military-y like basically like fr- from the way i understand it like they basically went to uh oh what was his name who's the guy who localized it? anthony he-
0: uh oh god i can't remember his name. Uh, yeah well, it's remember like a, that hideo it's hideo Kojima up. was super angry about right.
2: it well because they're they're like okay uh you have like two months to translate this game because you know right. like that's how every game was done back then like Final yeah. mm-hmm. you have you have a month and a half to translate this we're going to market uh hideo, kojima. Spreadsheet.
0: It's hideo kojima
2: has been reading a lot of tom clancy novels we need you To translate Metal Gear Solid. So he's like, okay, so he like, he not only like included military stuff, he kind of made up military stuff too, that like Mm -hmm. sounded real. And yeah, and would just throw in parentheticals as a way to explain both the, the names of different organizations, but also like this lingo that people were using in the game. And I like to its credit, like I, it makes the game feel like, you know, like a real spy military action thriller. And it, yeah, it ensures that the audience isn't lost, and I think that yeah, like just do that. I think. I miss, that's, do you guys miss Pop Up Video? Like as. Oh yes. God, I love Pop Up Video. Viscerally as I do. Isn't that a Reggie uh, Fieza joint?
0: Like, didn't he like? Pop Up Video is a Reggie Fieza May joint. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, he was like right? one of the one He's of the guys in behind. It, yeah, and making pop ups on your uh, waterfalls by TLC video.
2: Um, no wonder I love him so much
0: (laughs) disrupting your blue ocean
2: with the the power of the Nintendo DS Uh, I I do also think that there is a there's a cultural divide too with subtitles because I know like a lot of Asian cultures, like Japanese media and like Chinese, Korean media, love subtitles. Subtitles everywhere. Subtitles on the yeah. side. Subtitles on the bottom. Subtitles that point out different things that are happening on the screen. And like American TV is very much like, no, we have to present a clean, pristine image, and with a really bad mix for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Susan, I think you're, I think you're right that that is changing, like broadly. Yeah. Uh, and I think people are acclimated to... I, I genuinely think people are acclimated to it not just because, you know, like they, they're used to watching television on their phones and not having headphones in. And yep. also, I think video games have acclimated people to the expectation of having subtitles on. Like, I think well, most people... I think, yeah. I think part of it is also that they've
1: gotten better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. If
1: you go back, you know, you were talking about the subtitles of RoboCop, they frankly probably suck. Yeah. Because what you got until not too long ago was the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't get uh, the, the idea of adding sound effects yeah. and and here's what the music that's playing yeah. is like is pretty recent. Yeah. yeah. So now the subtitles aren't just dialogue dialogue. It's yeah, and, I, and and not even older ones would even not even give you all the dialogue. They would just kind of sum up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's like shorthand. Well, and like and yeah. even creating the distinction between subtitles and closed caption. Uh, yeah. Which is another like because yeah like before there really wasn't a distinction and now like there there are multiple levels of subtitles if all you want is dialogue on a screen or if you want the whole experience with the sound and everything like that can get included too and it's on a separate text channel
1: and also t- TVs are big enough yeah. now yeah. Yeah. that you can you can have sp- you can have a nice picture. And, st- and have room enough mm. for them. to, And you can uh, also have them in different colors and different fonts as opposed to the big, huge honking. We're going to put a big black bar at the bottom and it's just going to be Ariel bowls. <laughs> all caps. <laughs> That's it. That's what you're getting. So I Hope you if... like
2: someone shouting at you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have
0: explored this option, but whenever there's like a Star Wars show on, I have a group of friends who... Like, if Mandalorian is on, we'll get mm-hmm. together each week on Discord and we'll watch Mandalorian together. Um, but Disney Plus fucking straight up has a Comic Sans option for their for their closed captions. So, if you guys really want to make Star Wars great, you fucking <laughs> bright yellow Comic Sans. Wow. And you go with the biggest font. I want... I want... Obi-Wan Kenobi's dialogue filling up three quarters of the fucking screen. <laughs> it looked like, a,
2: looked like a Simpsons meme. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it, it, it's related, have you guys, speaking of legendary closed captions, have you guys ever seen the Chinese bootleg of Revenge of the Sith from 2005? Oh, yeah. oh yes. Dave, are you familiar with this? This oh, majesty? No. Some bootlegger translated, like machine translated all of the dialogue into Mandarin and then back into English.
2: Oh yeah! know uh, I've, and I've, I've and seen subtitles. some anime like that where oh, it's like so names, uh, like names of characters, are both like the jap, they're like the Japanese name, the Chinese name. Sometimes they're the English translation of like an animal that yeah. is the character. Oh, it's it's trying to follow anything yeah. is amazing i'm saying pour yourself a big
0: glass of absinthe and and sit down and watch (laughs) that that's the way to do that's
1: where it's where do
0: not want comes from yes it is (laughs) yes yes uh susan what do you want uh captions plus on that does not have captions plus yet i want i want very badly ted lasso Captions plus oh. I want everything about like London iconography and I want I want a little pop up when you hear the ten seconds of an Oasis song be like Apple paid eight point two billion dollars
2: <laughs> for the soundtrack. Liam Gallagher was episode. found face down in a pool <laughs> when the <laughs> call came in.
1: <laughs> I mean obviously my, my, my question's all I mean my answer is always gonna Star Trek.
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah, that'd be
0: true. Star
1: tight. Trek, Doctor... Like, give it to me, like, something that has legacy like that, like Doctor Who, something that's been around forever and a day. It's perfect for it. Mm. Like, th- there's... Ep- something that the new Doctor Who does or did before I stopped watching, because I stopped watching that shit, because Jesus... Is it that bad? <sighs> yes. Oh, wow. That's grim. Yes. It, it got unwatchable, but... They would have, like, little Easter eggs that would be shout-outs to, like, classic Doctor Who. Mm. They were doing that for a while, and I would be like, Ah! Horns on the Nymon. Yep, I remember that one. That would be great. Like, stuff like that would be amazing. It's perfect for Star Trek. For Strange New Worlds, come on, give me a break. It's, it's amazing.
2: Mm. Dave? Um, first thing that popped in my head that I think would be useful on, uh, my wife and I were watching Outlander for a while, and man, they the Scottish accents in that show are Ooh. so thick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so like subtitles so I can like not only like read the words but like oh what like what is that is is, Lair, is like laird a lord? What like why are they saying it like <laughs> So, yeah. What is That's what is luck. what is a hog and I don't know what <laughs> Apologies to any of our Scottish listeners.
0: I am now I, t- I think tonight's the night. I think I'm diving into Strange New Worlds, finally. It's, that's that's the speed I'm at. Um, all right. Well, I think we did it, guys. Yay. I think we solved it's in the all of... All, all of the... Vincent. Take that, Vincent Robocop. One, take that next to the time bank. Consult us about your DDS. investments. <laughs> he's just—he's really good at it, though. Like he did one of my crowns, and it's just—you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. it's—you wouldn't—you wouldn't didn't even feel know. a thing, did you? Yeah, didn't mm-hmm. feel a thing. Yeah. He's like, you must not floss the normal way. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, Look here, Mister. I eat baby food. I can figure it out on my own i think i think we've exhausted the robocop
2: oh my god
0: all right (laughs) dave Dave, who is the equivalent of the guy in red foreman's gang in robocop
2: who goes (laughs) i like it uh that made this happen uh i would buy our patreon followers for a dollar (laughs) sir patreon.com slash continue podcast uh where all of our lovely backers support the show financially helps pay for our server costs and uh copies of live alive that don't show up until monday so but uh yes uh i will give a special shout out to our backers here uh, Josh Jamie Souza, John Belf, Toast, Adam Gauntlet, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yodel, Ryan Brady, bleh, excuse me, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Grugan. Thank you all thank so you. much for your support. Thank
0: you, thank you, thank you, yes. thank you, thank you. It, you know, I gotta say, like, I was really excited about Xenoblade 3 because I like those Xenoblade games Uh, am I disappointed as a known pervert that it's not a weird pervert game this time a little but I'm like even more excited about about this game because of talking about it with everyone in the discord
1: (laughs) Oh, for sure, yeah. I
0: love when the Discord is united in excitement for some Ryan is just (laughs) posting
2: screenshots of, like, increasingly denser user
0: interfaces. I I, I love it. I love it. It makes me so happy. Uh, If you are listening to this and you are not a backer, consider uh, subjecting yourself to it. Yeah, you go to patreon.com slash continue podcast.
2: That game is going to be 150 hours.
0: Isn't, oh yeah, um, the I mean, IGN yeah.
2: review said 150 hours.
0: Ooh, I'm in. I'm playing it on easy. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I am not, Susan. All right, Dave. Did you play through two? I did. You played through two, Susan. You yeah. did you quit at the end in that final? Yeah, video, I, c- I couldn't you deal plazer? with that final. Yeah. D- ugh. So, I swear to sh- I swear to fucking God, I gotta send it to you guys. But like, there's a spoiler thread on Resetera about the game and i i just wanted to like pop in and see if people were dunking on it or enjoying it so mm-hmm. i went to the spoiler thread and it's like an easter egg at the end it's not plot relevant but in like apparently near the end of the game you can find a picture of the principal cast from xenoblade chronicles oh, 2 How and that? it's like rex is all grown up but sitting in front of him is pyra mithra and nia and they all have babies and i'm like fucking whoa xenoblade wow just spelling it out huh you that is a filthy game and I, <laughs> I love it so much um you can follow me at a john agnello on twitter susan where can the people follow you
1: you can also follow me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, or you can read my newsletter on Substack. It's called Channel Surfing. And this week I told you what the ten best episodes of Stargate SG1 are, with the proviso, it's only one per season, one for each of the ten oh, seasons. Like Cause that. it's
0: the twenty-fifth
1: anniversary wow. of that show. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> that seems improbable. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes
2: uh dave where can people follow you follow me on twitter at david robots on twitch.tv slash continue podcast uh i streamed akon last week i'll probably keep doing that this weekend until i finish it it seems pretty short so i'll do that also been thinking about so i I started picking up japanese again because uh i don't know this like recent spate of like fan translations and stuff is making me really want to like learn not just how to like read the games but like to do that so i'm thinking i may stumble through chrono trigger in japanese oh, that's I love that. on that's twitch cool. because they're, yeah. they're like there's tools that you can use to like read the text so like my goal is to just expose myself to as much as possible even if i'm not like even if i don't know all the words right away so that might be fun to do And do if, if people are interested hit me up and i'll i'll set that up too you all
0: right, everybody, we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.